Hello, everybody, and welcome to High Spirits. Hi. Hello. Hi. Spirits. <laughs> Spirits. <laughs> my name is Jay Steigman, and this is my friend. Noelle Schmidt. Yeah, and uh, we are the host of a show called High Spirits, uh, in which we talk about ghosts. Hello. How exciting. And we also drink, uh, well, Spirits. Noelle drinks wine, and I drink beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tonight's show is sponsored by Half Acre Beer Company, um, Gone Away. Where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's the tagline. And uh, Noel, what what are you drinking? I am drinking simply naked Cabernet. Oh. My mom left it at my house. There's like a sweet cherry on there, huh? I get it. Yeah, it's like a sex thing. I guess I don't know. My mom left it at my house. Okay, well then we'll stop talking about it because that's <laughs> so fairly disgusting in every way, shape, or form. Uh, and not because you're my mom, just because. I don't want to, yeah. Yeah, stuff. You know, normal right. people reaction to that. Um, hey, guys, we've got a couple things for you. Remember we used to tell you to email us at nowhereatnothing.com.net.edu? <laughs> we've changed our minds. We actually now have an email address in which you can email us, and that's highspiritschicago at gmail.com. So you don't have to. I mean, fuck it. Like, we don't care at all. But if you want to, email us at highspirits. Chicago at gmail.com and uh, either ask us to tell a ghost story or tell your own ghost story really or tell us we're getting something wrong um, Just try to be nice because we can't handle criticism. No, I don't really abide dickery <laughs> No, no um, also uh, if you have like queries about demons and uh, things like that um, <laughs> Please address them dear Noel <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> I have like an awfully <laughs> sad story about immigrant ghosts, then say Dear Jay, because that's how we roll. Right. Right. Or like very gay art dealers. Dear Noel. Dear Noel. Oh, well, I should say this is episode seven. I know. We're here. We're here. We did it. I can't believe it. No, I can't either. And I almost didn't make it just to this day. So. Why? It was a long weekend. It was, all... it was a long weekend. I spent right. some time with you. You guys. Jay went to her first punk show this weekend. Well, I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> at the current age I am, which is 642, it was a punk show that started at 1230 a.m. <laughs> morning time. And you did you did great. Uh, you know what? I did great. That first uh, that first band was sent straight from hell. They were they were a little rough. Um, oh my god! And I don't think many people there really cared for them either. But you know what? We all got through it. Um, but then we went, it was Bad Religion, and... The second band, who was, it was amazing. Was amazing, they're one of my favorites. And I actually was like, oh, this is like, Green Day completely ripped them off, and I love Green Day, so I love Bad <laughs> Religion. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. They're, they're one of my faves, and they put on an incredible show. Yeah, they did. Um, there was that one moment during the show when, uh, uh, Greg Graffin, who's the, the front man, um, made some comment about the Brewers, and he was like, yeah. I'm a Brewers fan, and I... The room is silent. Except for you. Except for me who's doing says, a handstand with a round off dismount screaming woo. No, all I did was go, Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like my version better. <laughs> it was like the lamest yeah and mm -hmm. like nobody else is excited about this except for me. Yeah. So I was very excited because it got very close to Greg. I was about ten feet away from him, um, near a staircase. Yeah. And a very young woman asked me if she could go into the VIP section, <laughs> in which I, of course, said yes. 
So I, you know what? Jokes on her. There was no VIP section. Right. Uh, additionally, I hope you're okay. Right. I <laughs> like, hope you made it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You seemed young. Uh, guys, you can also um, reach out to us at uh, Facebook. We're uh, High Spirit Chicago on Facebook. Be a fan. I mean, like, that's a weird way to put it. Don't be a fan. Just, like, like the page and, like, <laughs> listen to shit. You know what I mean? But we'll take some fans as well. Yeah, sure. We also have a Twitter account. I know major things are happening on social media. Noelle taught me what that was. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the young spry one. Yep. <laughs> and this is, so we're at High Spirits Chick. C-H-I-C. And it's not High Spirits Chick. Like, we're real cool chicks. It's just that they couldn't fit Chicago. So it's at High Spirits C-H-I-C. High Spirits Chick. Um, so that's how you can reach us on the Twitter. Twitter, abbreviating everything. Mm-hmm. Abbreviating everything. The <laughs> downfall of America. Yeah. Um, cool. Oh, uh, I should say this. Noelle and I are sort of in a weird mood. Are you in a weird mood? <laughs> I'm like, like I said, I can't believe I'm drinking again. No, and... I know. It's real gross. And Oh, uh, but, oh, okay. Sorry. No, uh, <laughs> Noelle and I spent uh, uh, a portion of our day benaying. And if you, if you want to know what that is, is we watched a lot of true crime about JonBenet Ramsey together. Mm-hmm. And for most of it, Noelle slept, which was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was peaceful. <laughs> I, I was like, hey, it's cool that you're here, but I'm probably going to pass out on my couch. Which is totally fine. Her brother, her brother, hello, her husband got you Kentucky Fried Chicken. It was not, it was not Kentucky Fried what Chicken. Was it? it was, um... Uh, this fried chicken that we like from a gas station nearby. What? It's called Crispy Crunchy Chicken. Dude, are you okay? I'm great. No, it's it's actually really, really good. I and it's know. highly reviewed. From a gas station? It's a restaurant and a gas station. And it's amazing. And so he was going out. And he was like, what do you want? And I'm like, chicken. Bring me back some chicken. From a gas station. I'm so glad <laughs> when you asked me. Uh, if I wanted chicken, then I said no. You did not. Oh, and I ate all of it, and I'm so happy I did. Uh, it made life so much better. Guys, I got takeout from the bongo room right here in Andersonville. Which is healthier and better. I suppose. I mean, at I least mean, it's not a good... I mean, maybe they have pumps. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I thought maybe they had some fueling. Hey, well, listen. Okay, so this is episode seven, and we're just ghosting our asses off over here. And, you know, for the two people who listen, we really... We're so thankful. Thank you. Yeah. Please keep listening. Yeah. Because you're all we have. Because <laughs> um, our friends aren't listening to this. Like oh, we were no. talking about it the other day. This is definitely not for our friends. No, they hate us. They could not stand it. Actually, uh, Noelle and I were talking. Uh, we've had like four friends say, it's like hanging out with you, so I turned it off. Which makes a lot of sense. Okay, so let's get into our ghost story, shall we? Yep. Okay. I. Uh, you guys, uh, we're going to talk about the Maxwell Street Police Station. Noelle, do you know this story? No, I don't. Okay, so you're going in blind, hey? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the Maxwell Street Police Station, uh, just to do a tip of the hat, it actually closed in 1997. Cool? Okay. I want you to know that. Um, I was doing a lot of research, and I was... Um, Okay, well, let me just put it out there. I'm socially conscious. I'm woke AF, and I really like to sort of look at this stuff. 
Anyway, so this is all going to be about what? I'm I'm giving you the timeout symbol. What? Wait. I just want to comment on the fact that you at 642 are using such trendy lingo as right. woke AF. <laughs> well, I am vampire. Amazing. Yeah. Keep it up. Okay. You're doing great. Thanks. Sure. Uh, so, so Noelle knows this, and actually I had somebody ask me this question, like, why are you so interested in ghosts? And for me, a lot of it is, is ghosts, um, but a lot of it is also sort of lore and context and the dirty underbelly that gets hidden beneath the shadows until someone's like, hey, I heard screaming coming from the Maxwell Street police station. And then all of a sudden people are like, why would you hear screaming from there? And everyone is now aware of the atrocities that happened there. So batten the hatches and let's fucking rock it. I'm not going to cry again, right? Oh, God, no. Okay. No, no. Because <laughs> I can't handle that was, it. No, I know. Uh, uh, I also, because I had, yeah, anyway, I had to listen to that episode. And I listened to myself. And I know we talked about this, but I listened to myself and I was like, dude. I haven't listened dial to Dial it. it. Do not listen to it. Dial it back. Because I... Oh, the things I was talking about, that's too much for a person. So, God yeah. bless you. If you listen to episode 666, like, uh, well, this won't make you feel better, but <laughs> <laughs> you probably won't feel right. as bad. Um, or you might, depending. Um, so, anyway, once again, we're talking about the Maxwell Street Police Station. Uh, this was built in Chicago in 1888. Uh, the address uh, was, is... Uh, 943 West Maxwell. So this is Maxwell and Morgan right here in Chicago. Yes, I'm familiar. You picture it. Mm-hmm. And actually, for those of you who cannot picture it, but maybe watch the show Hill Street Blues, that was the exterior <laughs> for yes. the credits. Okay. Opening and closing. Yeah. It's also the exterior for the, uh, the show Chicago PD. Of course. Yep. So you are probably familiar with what it looks like, but maybe you don't know just how fucking heinous it was. I'm excited. Mm, you're frowning. Can you see my face? I can see I'm your face. I'm cringing. Yeah. All right. Um, Maxwell Street at this time, uh, which is 1888, was actually called Bloody Maxwell. That's what they called the street. It was rife with street gangs. Um, following the Great Chicago Fire, which, of course, as you know, uh, was in 1871. And if you don't know that, stop listening. No, never stop listening. But... <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, that's a very important time for us. Uh, so, after the Great Chicago of 1871, um, the Maxwell Street neighborhood exploded uh, with Irish, German, Italian, and European Jewish immigrants. Which is great. Right. That's just quite a blend. Uh, it's a huge blend. There's going to be some conflict there. Sure. And the Whiteys, which uh, at the time liked to call themselves nativists, which might sound um... familiar to maybe something that... If you're paying any attention to now, you might see a little bit of a trend. Mm-hmm. But the Whiteys uh, did not like the fact that this neighborhood was filled with all these unassimilated immigrants, which is also verbiage you might have heard Ooh. recently. What's round and round we go. Round and round we go. God. The earth, she spins like a marble. Um, so here's some context for why the uh, Maxwell Street Police Station is in existence. Um after the Haymarket bombing, Chicago upped its police force and established two new stations, one of which was on Maxwell Street. Um, I have a little section here for you guys who don't know about the Haymarket riot. And actually, Noelle works right by the Haymarket riot, which is exciting because the Haymarket brewery is right there. It is. Yep. 
Uh, so you could just go and have some beer at the Haymarket Brewery <laughs> if you wanted to. Get a bite to eat. Just, oh my god, their beer and their food is so good. Yeah, they they do have great food. They have this really they they do something with this broccolini that I don't even. Is broccolini broccoli? It's like uh yeah okay. I think it's one. It's like a hybrid food. Okay. I don't know, but they do something with that that I'm kind of obsessed with. Okay. Well, big fan. Yeah, I mean, go there. It's it's incredible. It's on the corner of Halstead and uh, Randolph. Correct. All right. But let's start with the Haymarket Riot. Happened May 4th, 1886 in Haymarket Square. Um, just so you guys know, this started uh, the event started off as a peaceful rally in support of workers striking for an eight-hour day. Unreasonable. Let me repeat. Uh, <laughs> workers were striking for an eight-hour day. Uh, they were also um, there because uh, some of their brethren. Um, Wait, and the average age was like what, fifteen? Uh, no, I think it was lower. Uh, I mean, not that, not by that much, but it was lower. Okay. Um, so they they also were there because several of their brethren workers had been killed the previous day by police. So they were there to peacefully protest. Um, Hey, and good for those kids for organizing that. Yeah. As well as they did. And the adults. There were a lot of adults. I know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but okay. that's really grown up of them. Sure. Well, I mean, you, you know, I mean, they're working in the fa factory at listen, the age of 12. 1886-15 is like 2016-32. I don't know what any of those numbers mean. Well, I don't want to bore you with it, but there really wasn't a teenage culture in America until uh -huh. after World War II. Oh, I get it. Right. Okay. So, I mean, <coughs> there really wasn't even this, like, necessary, mm -hmm. like, it, it, it wasn't at all necessary for anyone to feel like they had to go to college or they had right. to find, like, some sort of vocation. So it was very, like, uh, down and dirty work, apprenticeships, you work till you died kind of stuff. Yeah. Got it. Well, I mean, it, it, uh, um, God, I'm saying uh, 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 a lot. But just let me remind you, I mean, they were they were fighting for an eight-hour workday, mm -hmm. right? They were not fighting for 401Ks or, like, you know. Right. Um, not casual Fridays. <laughs> right? And they were still working on the weekends. So this is, except for the Sabbath. Right. Because we're all Christian. Not a wonderful time to live in right now. Then or no? Then. Sorry. Then, yeah. And you're dancing because you just realized you did Hamilton. I was trying to, and I kind of failed at it. Like, I was like, how do I interject this quote? But now that song's in my head, and I like it. Um, All right. Um, anyway, so at the Haymarket Riot on May 4th, 1886, an unknown person threw a dynamite bomb at police as they acted to, to disperse the public meeting. Um, the bomb blast uh, resulted in gunfire, which resulted in the deaths of seven police officers and at least four civilians. We do know, and we do have current context of things like this happening, so I will not bore you with that, but I will say that uh, in the confusion and because of the disturbance, um, the police sort of went a little, if this is Haymarket, they went a little haywire. Okay. Okay? They were a little fucking fucked up. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, everyone back then kind of had an us against them. Okay. Right? So the amount of street gangs uh, really heightens because they're like, fuck it, these guys don't care about us. Mm -hmm. uh, the amount of police officers and the amount of very heavy policing escalated. Just so you know, in the, in the uh, aftermath of the Haymarket riot, um, eight anarchists, that's, that's what they were called at the time, um, do with that what you will, 
that is to me to me historically slightly loaded language but but it's not to say they weren't eight anarchists were convicted of conspiracy and sentenced to death there's more to that story you should yeah look it up pay some attention to haymarket riot because it has really a lot to do with the international workers movement but on this show we talk about ghosts and because we're not talking about haymarket we're talking about maxwell street we're gonna stop talking about it but y'all Haymarket happened in 1886. Can I ask you these 17 questions first before... Yeah. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Here's my list of questions that I have about the Haymarket riots before you continue. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, hey, Noelle, um, email me at highspiritschicago at gmail.com. I'm just going to Google it while you talk. Yeah, Google continue it talk. while I talk. You might want to listen to this, though, because it's, it's fairly interesting. Uh, maybe. Okay. Well, um, I want to push you into anything. <laughs> I mean, I probably sent that, like, little punk girl to her death in the VIP section. Um, uh, I mean, the average age of that show was, like, 45. I think she was fine. I don't know. She was, well, yeah. It was an old crowd. Yeah. Uh, so the Maxwell Street Police Station was built in 1888. Um, the Maxwell Force was primarily uh, there to um, counter the uh, unrest of immigrant workers. And to keep that population under control. Uh, I have two notes, because that's right, I have a piece of paper. Say something mean to me. Why? I think it's great. Okay. I think You need to let that go, because I was complimenting you, and I know it's weird, (laughs) but it's surreal. I came with notes last time. Last time I did it. That's true. You totally did. You you were noting it up. Because I, yeah, I'm trying to be profesh. I love it. I love it. I love it. I thought you gave me the nerd look, so I was like, speak your up my glasses. No, you're good. I like it. So, um, for those of you listening, I did try to research two things. Um, I did a lot of research on this, and um, I couldn't... I was very interested in this, but I could not find how many prisoners were incarcerated at any single time. For instance, how many people were there in 1891. So, I really wanted to know, like, how many people, how many cells... Whatever. Were they, like, holding cells, or... No. Well, we'll get... They uh, actually jailed people there for long periods of time. Prison. Life and death. Okay. Because it's not that big of a building. Torture prison. Oh. This is a death building. Okay. This is not a nice building. You do not get... It's one of those you do not... It's the Hotel California. Yeah. You can check in, but you can never check out. Yikes. So, additionally, I could not find out the details of their crimes... And I was very interested, to be honest with you. I mean, we've all seen Les Mis, right? Like, I wasn't sure if this was crust of bread or prostitution or, like, you were doing... <laughs> tell the people what you're doing. I was, I was march dancing. <laughs> God damn it. The level of physical commitment Noelle brings to the show. I mean, if only. We need to... Oh, whenever you bring up musical theater, I've just got to dance. No, you really were marching. <laughs> were you doing um, red? Yeah, I was. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That, I mean, great. Good for you. Um, so anyway, uh, in case you're wondering, um, like I was, how many prisoners at any single time? I don't know. Uh, and what they were there for? I don't know. Very vaguely, I did find out that people were arrested for labor disputes, which God only knows at that time the fuck that means, right? Like, that I mean, and they were arrested for murder. And here's the other one. It, that they're arrested for crime, <laughs> right? 
so those, those were what the, are you in for? Crime. <laughs> yep. So those were the three things. Uh, <laughs> I love that. There has to be some. I mean, and you know, certainly, send it to me. There has to be some detail somewhere. <laughs> so prisoners uh, who were brought to this jail often lacked the money to buy their way out. Uh, they were often just on the spot beaten to death. With like billy clubs, or I don't know which was. Um, use your. <laughs> I don't know what's worse too. Uh ooh, I don't know. Probably the club, because it's more yeah. like a blunt object. It's gross. Blunt force. And we were benaying today, so we know we were benaying today, and that was how she met her blunt force with the flashlight. Yeah. They they think the maybe, flashlight maybe allegedly have. allegedly. If you have more information on John Benet, please. Please email us because yeah. we want to know. We need to bene our way out of this. And if you're curious about anything about John Bonet, there's about 45 documentaries happening on every network yeah. right now, mm-hmm. so it won't be hard to find. Nope. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, so it, I mean, here's what I get from here's my sense that I get from this that prisoners were kind of brought in uh, for stupid shit. Whatever, maybe it was public intoxication, maybe it was, God only knows. Um, but if they did not have enough money, sometimes now we call it bail money, uh, they probably did then. Uh, but they, if they did have, if they didn't have enough money, um, these vicious cops would just like kick their ass, beat them up, and kill them. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, during and, yeah, go. So. There was just, like, no jurisdiction whatsoever. They were getting away with this, and because these were poor people, um, their families couldn't really do anything about it. Like, once they were accused of crime, they They, were, that's it. Nope, they really had no recourse. I'm sure, and we all know that this nation is perfect, that due process was in order. Right. (laughs) That said, uh, these were very new people to the United States of America, and it was... um, the oftentimes the quote quote native or English words of the police officer versus people who did not speak English. Yeah. So that's that terrible. Like made you it a little tricky. Come to the land of dreams yep. only to be only to commit a crime. Well, and to be them. fair, there they were a lot of street gangs. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, on a different piece of paper, and I ended up throwing that away because I just thought it was too much information. But I'll give it to you now that now that I'm talking about. It. Uh, there were a lot of a lot of gangs, uh, like the Hall Street Street Halstead Street Gang, the Taylor Street Gang, the 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 Fifteenth Street Gang. Basically, it was turf war everywhere, mostly mm-hmm. based on uh, ethnicity. Got it. And you probably had to, similar to today. Yep. If you live in that neighborhood, you basically have to be part of gangs. that. Yeah. Yeah. So they they um, so interestingly, uh, murder rates uh, escalated dramatically. Uh, during the time of this uh, Bloody Maxwell prison enforcement because these kind of underground, not underground, but immigrant people feared so much uh, of the, the, they feared the police so much or they filled, they feared being killed that end up sort of like doing vigilante mm-hmm. justice against one another. They just did not want to get the cops involved. So, uh, I have a weird ethnic stat that I just kind of wanted to throw uh, to Noel, and if you're not of German descent, uh, I actually, so it doesn't necessarily apply to you, but we are. Mm-hmm. I found like seven ethnic 
derogatory ethnic things um, that I thought just this is amazing. So this is what the police believed. They thought Germans, this is German men, German immigrant men, German laborers, Germans murdered because of a failure to achieve economic prosperity. They were likely to kill all members of the family and then commit suicide. Well, <laughs> I no, mean, wait, stop for a second and laugh. <laughs> like, they thought that. Well, There's I don't. all this shit about, like, how Italians and, I mean, like, yeah. it's crazy. I don't, I mean, I mean, I grew up in a very German environment. Um, and so I'm going to say this. I don't think they're that far off. Uh, okay. Now, no one in my family has ever killed uh, because of that um, you know of that I know of. Sure. Or or and then committed suicide. There's yeah. never been a murder suicide that I'm aware of. Right. However, uh, we are a proud people. Okay. And so, I I mean it's absolutely ridiculous. No. But. Okay. Because I was gonna say this isn't the reaction that I thought I would get, but like I saw that and and, and it did it listed out all this like weird sort of ethnic. Shit. And I mean, I, okay, so wind it back a second. I find this really interesting, and people need to remember that European immigrants were treated very similarly to the mm -hmm. immigrants that are coming in now. You know, people right. thought these crazy fucking things about them. So the thing about German men to keep in mind is that they were likely, if they were going to murder, <laughs> they were going to kill their whole families. Yeah. And then themselves. They're going to take everybody out. Right? That's fascinating. I mean, that's kind of, I don't know. I, I, well, and you have to wonder why they think that. What brought that on? Because I'm sure their thought was that for Italians, because I'm assuming that a lot of this is, like, where our organized crime in the city kind of evolved yes. from this as well. And actually, a lot of later on ethnic stereotypes uh, evolve, or should I say devolve from this. Like, yeah. Uh, for the for these for these hard thinking German murderers, uh, uh, I I actually don't have it on my piece of paper, so I don't know what the ethnic fucking thing was. But the Italians were likely to be hot headed and kill women because of sex. Yeah, I, I mean, so say, it was like it was it was really really it was shit like that. Right, and I'm sure the Irish like beat somebody to death with their fists because they were drunk. Because I mean, they yeah. were drunk and they looked at them funny, but they, they were Catholic. Right. Yeah, whatever. They slap their wives around, but you couldn't touch their wives. You know, like it's all the stereotypes. It's all it's 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 all the shit. The more I read, the more the more I just <laughs> the more I was like God. But I, anyway, I just put that in there because I thought it'd be amusing to you and me. I like it. Um, Steigman and Schmidt. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna dig in a little bit to my family history and sure. find out you know just who in the line of Schmidts killed their whole family. <laughs> their whole <laughs> 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 Uh, committed murder suicide. Yikes. Um, I'm sure somewhere down the line. I mean, well, you know, every every family has a cuckoo. Listen, small town Wisconsin can be very depressing. Well, when did you guys get here? Um, my grandfather's family got here uh, in the late 1800s. Both, yeah, both my grand, like all. Of them. Oh, and they probably came. Uh, through Chicago, yeah, up to like Milwaukee, and then to their little hinterland. Mm -hmm. So they might even pass through this Maxwell. They could area. have. There, I know in like northern Illinois. I know when my grandfather got here, he went from he went from New York and then made his way to Chicago. Right. Yeah. There are a lot of. I mean, Wisconsin as a whole is just German, 
Sure. It's kind of, it, you mean, it, there's just a lot of German culture there, and actually, like, Germans often come to Wisconsin to... Get laid. Get laid, and... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's that's the plot of Love, actually, and that's British people. He, they're British. Yeah. Uh, no, but they come, they come to Wisconsin, actually, to travel, which is always really funny to me, because I'm like, so you're just basically going from the same place, like, to the same place. But I'm, well, and... I mean, I'm from this region, and I've gone to Germany several times, and I find it fascinating, and it looks exactly the fucking same. It's totally the and same. And people look exactly like me, and <laughs> they're like, we're going to go where it's safe, where we know things. Right? I mean, I love that one of the outdoor concert venues in uh, Wisconsin is Alpine Valley. Yeah. Right? Okay. We're going to move on. So, the, uh, uh, at this point, I really just need to talk about how awful Maxwell Street uh, police station was. Um, it was so disgusting. Uh, atrocities occurred there more often than not. In fact, uh, on the streets, people called it the dungeon. Prisoners saw no sun. Uh, they had no fresh running water, and they slept on wooden benches. Ugh. It was rat-infested and underground. There were no bathrooms. And it said that prisoners stood... I'm, I have shivers, so let me just repeat this again. It said that prisoners stood an inch deep in their own urine. So probably not their own urine, but the culmination of urine. The community. Toto. Of, so how... So it was public information that this was happening in the community. Or was there lore behind it? Or Yes, it, okay. it was. Uh, as far as I can tell, it was public information, which is why, one, uh, they, uh, people, I mean, it was kind of one of those things, um, where people just avoid, I mean, if you said Maxwell Street Prison to somebody, their, their blood would turn ice cold. Yeah. If you said, if I was like, oh, my brother's in Maxwell Street Prison, you would look at me and go, I'm so sorry, because that person is clearly dead. Or fuck the fuck up. Is it for crime? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're there for crime. Um, <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, yeah. Aside right. from it just being an awful situation. No, it's terrible. I mean, it's so awful. <laughs> they got me again for crime. Right. I mean, like, and that's the weirdest thing. I I I just could not. I really wanted to know, like, who was there and what they do. Um, <laughs> Uh, Noel, in 1921, so remember this place opened in 1888, so yeah. this is a long time from then, um, the city health commissioner walked his ass over there, and he declared the conditions of the jail the worst in the entire city. Oh, I'm so happy you said that. I thought he was going to be like, this is fine. No. Acceptable. He went there and was shocked. This this uh, health commissioner and this public official... Um, this is, I don't know, like, thir what is it, 35 years after it's opening? Some shit like that? I don't know. We've established. I can't do math. No. Nope. Um, but those numbers sound pretty spot on. Right? It opened in 1888, uh, 1921. The city health commissioner. That is 26 years? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> don't embarrass us, Noel. Uh, anyway, long story short, uh, yeah, no, this, this person was like, this is just, this is disgusting and inhumane right i mean that's pretty shocking for a health uh or for, for pretty much anybody 
yeah. in that position. And then they strung him up and flogged him in the basement. No, okay. They in did, the urine basement. Nope, they did not. Okay. That did not happen. I'm glad he made it out alive. Yeah, yeah me too. He's probably, what, like, of English descent? I don't know. Um, Noel. Wait, let me ask you this. Yeah. The police officers, were they all nativists, as they'd like to say? Um... You know what? I don't know if that's necessarily what they call themselves. But before, here's a really interesting thing. This is not on my sheet, but I would like to talk about it slightly. It is so interesting that so many uh, Irish people rounded up, rounded up, rounded up, and treated like such holy shit right here in Chicago. And then by, let's say, 1925, uh, one of the vast majorities... uh, on the Chicago police force, Irish people. Yep. Huh? I mean, if you can't beat them. <laughs> well, <laughs> they beat them and they joined them. <laughs> so, um, I found something totally interesting. I think. I don't know. You be, you be the judge. Um, there's a lot of graffiti in the old uh, Maxwell Street police station. Like inside? It, uh, in these old prison cells. You want to hear some of So, wait. Like prisoners. The, the prisoners were doing it? With How fucking cool. Blood? Poop? They scrawled. Feces? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. They no, Probably not feces because that would have faded. They scrawled, oh. uh, painted, or carved. I guess you can paint with feces. But for the most part, they... <laughs> You're like a, I don't know. Uh, we both hate talking about that I too. Really and hate. I can't believe that I no. even opened that door. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so there was a lot of graffiti. Mostly it was like like um, pickaxe. Not they didn't have pickaxes, but mostly carved with their fingernails. I'm making this really gory and gruesome. I honestly don't know, but have, have I'm gonna read several of these graffitis to you, and this is pretty. I don't know. I think it's pretty intense. This is in quotes. This is Adolf Davis writing writing. So listen, boys, and please try to find a better place to go than here. Here's another one. Alex, he has done nothing. So this is like a man talking about himself. Yeah. Right? Uh, here's another one. I didn't do no robberies. Signed, Mickey. Oh. Here's another one. I feel sorry for myself. Me too. I feel sorry for them. Oh my God, that one gave me so much shivers. I, like, I feel sorry oh. for myself. Like everyone else is riding on here like, I mean, you know, you know I like boys it. will be boys. They're like making... Honestly, they're making, like, nude images and writing, like, crass things and, you know, like, passing their time. And here's somebody who wrote, instead of doing that, he wrote, I, he wrote, I feel sorry for myself. That's really sad. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate Adolf Davies. Is that his name? Adolf Davis. Davis. Um, trying to, like... Give a little advice. Clean some people up. Like, some of these guys, they, they actually, there's another one, um... Uh, that I'll read in a second. That was uh, there. There was sort of in a device category. Right. Meanwhile, I saw graffiti in the bathroom of the double door last night. That was a picture, and above it, it said, "Eyes or boobs." <laughs> <laughs> so who did you see last night? <laughs> uh, last night I saw the Bronx. The Bronx, how were they? They're amazing. Yep. They're another uh, another fave of mine. Do they know that you were dancing to Les Mis? <laughs> I, hope so. I hope they never know that. No, they can't know. <laughs> no. Because you are so punk right now. They would hate Your it. Your hair looks so cool. It's super black. 
Oh, is it? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you just told me you dyed it. <laughs> well, I dyed it to get, because I have, like, my grays are. I don't think so. They're out of control. You could dye it, like, in, like, a different <laughs> color. Why would I do that? No, exactly. So don't I, give me your horse shit that, like, I dye it black because it's gray. I try to treat it, like, on natural. Like, I just cover them up. Got it. <laughs> That's all. Yep. I'm going to read you some more uh, graffiti. By the way, I love that you're like, it's super black, and my response is, thank you. I know. Like, That's like when I said your, your bangs are severe. You're like, thanks. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to read you a few more of these. Um, I'm begging you, Lord, to help me. Please. I cannot stand the storm. Oh. Here's another one. I love Irene, my wife. And then here's a final one. Oh, I think he was in for cheating on his wife. That's what that's about. Well, that's... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, why would that's you... his repenting. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm just... You know, honestly, I think he felt really bad. And after that one, like, right next to it, it said, I love my two sons. Oh, God. Come I think on. he just thought he would never see them again. Yeah, probably. Did he sign his name? He did not. Oh, Irene... Uh, and then the last one I'm going to read to you, and by the way, these are in no particular order. I don't, I, um, there were some cell numbers attributed to them. So if you go to different cells, like cell 17 and cell 21, you can read different things, but I don't know, like, the year. Um, but this one I thought was very sad, but also very kind. Um, listen, boys, every one of you. Try and stay out of trouble because when you're here, you're in a living hell. So Noel's like trying to take a picture. I'm trying to get a picture of it. <laughs> trying to take a picture of the ghost studio. Right. Um. So that's uh, all I have about the history. You want to talk ghostesses? Yeah. Okay, let's talk ghostesses. That's why we're here. I know. That's why we're here. And because uh, it's a Jay Stagman episode, it takes what is it, 37 minutes to start talking about ghostesses. <laughs> and when Noelle stared at it, she was like, there was a demon. <laughs> I jump right into it. No, I, I love it. Um, this family moved into a house. Yeah, and they were visited by ghosts. So mine are, <laughs> mine's like, Chicago was a terrible town, and yeah. here's why there's probably ghosts here. So, uh, <laughs> this facility, or just so you know, um, it went from, uh, it was built in 1888 and it closed officially finally in 1997. Um, the building now uh, has since been incorporated into the University of Illinois at Chicago campus, which people here know as UIC. Um, visitors... Uh, very randomly, and oftentimes they're not sure why, they report that they hear rattling metal. Um, and I think I was talking about this on a, uh, a previous episode. Without context, when so someone will just walk up to you and they're like, I heard rattling metal. Is there a dog downstairs? Is there someone trying to get in? Uh, but probably this is a hearkening to, yeah, <laughs> tell like, them what you're doing. This is a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Hoping you're gonna be like doing that, uh, <laughs> taking the the tin cup against the rails, yeah, the the bars, the bars, or uh, many of them were in shackles and they would shake yeah. them all day long to okay. try to get attention. Ugh. So, people 
really didn't know, and they this is what they report. Um, people also report uh, hearing screaming, hearing crying, hearing moaning. Um, some people even report hearing it so clearly that they ran downstairs uh, to help. Mm -hmm. And when they got down, down there, uh, they would feel like a whoosh. Oh, okay. And then they wouldn't see anything. Huh. Yeah. So, okay. So, so now... there was, they would see absolutely nothing down there. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some empath out there that saw a full body apparition. Right. And everything I, and everything I researched, it, it really was just people taken unaware. Most people have no idea that this used to be the Maxwell Street uh, right. uh, police station. And... Cause I, so I think so I know exactly where it is actually because um, it's kind of it's just like a freestanding building and it's like kind of not a nice looking area. Nope. Um. Uh, it's completely abandoned, right? Nope. Are you I gonna, mean, you're gonna get to that. No. Uh, UIC incorporated that building. You said that. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Um. So they fixed it up. Okay. But I think, so I think a lot of this kind of goes, I think we talked about it in um, episode five when I was talking about reliving the death state or stage. Yes. And I'm wondering if like that's a lot of this stuff again or they're just like tr not necessarily reliving their death stage, but they're like trapped in that prison forever. They're like living that life and that's their, oh, that's just... Terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have, I, you and I have talked about this, but uh, my particular vein of ghosting is resonant energy. Uh -huh. The imprint that an individual or a group of individuals uh, place on an area, right? Uh, given a certain set of circumstances, it's, it's hard to take that energy away, mm -hmm. right? It's like that old thing, uh, I don't know if you guys remember that, that like, thing. Yeah, you turn the metal thing upside down, and then you put your hand in it, your hand imprint stays right, there. Right. That's the idea behind it. Um, but because there was so much pain and so much heartache for so long, it wouldn't matter. You turn it into a and b and people just feel nasty. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to be there. I mean, and I, I think I will say this. Uh, as, as a proponent of the resonant energy theory and not a full-bodied interactive apparitions, uh that oftentimes people who wouldn't even call themselves people who believe in spirits will say, I get ooped out in this particular place. I don't like walking here. I don't go here at night. Um, that's because there's that, that prickly part on the back yeah. of our neck. That's like, this is not, this feels weird. Right. And it logically it makes a lot of sense because there are always, I know for me, um, they're like in my parents' place, there are certain parts of their house that I don't want to be anywhere near because it just feels bad. And <clears throat> my old place, my the place I just moved out of, yeah, there was there were three spots in that place that I did not like to be in, and one of them was in my daughter's bedroom actually. Mm -hmm. And I felt had a lot of guilt about having her in that room. Um, and it was a certain spot in the room where it just didn't feel good. Oh. Um, and so I think 
we should spend a lot of time, or we should spend maybe an, an episode uh, talking about resonant energy and like I think the so. whole Joshua P. Warren theories mm-hmm. of uh, it's more traveling energy because I think that's a really interesting side of it that people don't often like. If you're not, if if this is just more of like a fun thing for you and you're you don't really like read into it or know as know much like. You you're thinking of spirits walking around, but the whole resonant resonant energy. Yeah, for thing. the most part. Um, and this is yeah, we will have to spend a whole episode in it because you would not believe this, y'all. But the ghost community is uh bifurcated into people who believe in uh individualistic uh uh activated full body apparitions that actually talk to you, and then the other part of it that actually has a bit of a scientific element that thinks that maybe just maybe uh. This is another plane of existence or another way of energy cannot be created or destroyed, mm-hmm. which we can talk about. And I think that actually because, um, and we'll get into it when we do this, but I think it's actually more of an understandable way to go about the whole ghost thing. Like I think people can accept it more when you talk about it more as like a footprint that you've left instead of it being like there's a ghost that lives on this plane sure. they can't get to the afterlife right which is which is a, a concept that's hard to uh you know swallow yeah in general right um one last thing before we, we close up shop uh and we might do some unfinished business but um i think i mentioned this chicago pd Right, Chicago PD. Not to be mistaken with Chicago Fire nope. or Chicago Med nope. or Chicago Hope, Chicago Zoo. <laughs> uh, there's so many of them now. It's I hard know, to know. But this one is Chicago PD. <laughs> anyway, actually, I have some friends who've been on Chicago PD. God bless them. It's like the it, that's like the, it's the law and order, order yeah, of Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you look at someone's theater resume, it's like Chicago PD. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. They film there. Neat. Yeah, right? And crews, uh, and visitors of crews who have worked late at night, maybe gaffing, maybe doing some uh, taping or lighting, whatever it is. And, you know, they're good people. So we're not. Maybe having an extramarital affair no, after hours. Nope. None of that happens. Nope. Oh my God. <laughs> Sneaking around on your life. No, 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 no. With the intern. Nope. So, okay. (laughs) Right. Anyway. um, TV sets are so sexy. Stop. I'm kidding. They're just gaffing. All right. So, (laughs) Maxwell Street Police Station, uh, where Chicago PD is filmed, uh, many of the crew and some visitors say they've heard screams and moans and crying. So, they also have heard this stuff too and i would assume that before they started filming there they were just like this is cool this is where hill street blues did there right now we're Inter- do- yeah. yeah now we're gonna do a show it's kind of an homage it's like all copy and shit and mm-hmm. they are now you know working on it and they're like oh ghostesses right it's like being a guest at harpo studios exactly <laughs> like barbara streisand fucking just Barbara needing white microphones. By the way, uh, let me say this because um, <clears throat> I, I was there this weekend and at Harpo. No, I'm sorry, I was at Riot Fest this weekend. I was gonna oh. get into it and um, 
there's a whole thing, the Morrissey thing, and this we kind of talked about that again with Barbara making demands. Yeah. Uh, and and Morrissey made the demand that he wasn't going to play if there was meat served. And I get, listen, I get that you're a vegan and you're an animal rights activist. I like it. And that's Are you gonna diss him? Great. I like I'm it. totally gonna diss him because oh, I, I think it's bullshit. No. And I, I hate it because here's the deal. There are thousands of people that go to that festival, and not all of them are going to see you because there are other bands playing at the same time. You cannot force the entire festival to stop eating freaking hot dogs. Yeah, but you know who. I mean, but the thing is, no, Morrissey. It's bullshit. He, I, I, will, I will say this about Morrissey. Um, Meat is Murder, right? The album? According to him. With yeah, the Smiths. The Smiths right? Okay. Um, how old is that album? 30 years? Yeah, like 1984. Yeah, I'm fucking old. So, it's it, it's not a surprise that is like, meat is murder. What annoys me on both ends of it is that Morrissey's like, I'm going to go to a festival and I'm going to say, don't eat meat. But what annoys me on the other side of it is that people are like, can you believe Morrissey's being such a fuck? Yeah, I'm, and I'm one of those people because I think it's stupid because I think it is the same thing as somebody pushing their religion on you. It's no uh, different where you're trying to push your ways on me for two hours because that was the compromise that during the time that he was playing, they wouldn't serve meat, which is stupid. You I can't think, tell like me it. that the Nas fans that were there. Well, Nas was there? Nas was playing at the exact same time. Is Nas, who is he married to? I don't know. Oh. Don't, I don't know things about rappers. Oh. I'm going to throw that out there. I thought he was with Callis, but they got divorced. I don't even know who that is. My milkshake? Oh, I... And Milkshake brings all the I know the here. song. Okay. Know. Well... <laughs> but you can't tell me that they were like, this is fine. Like, it's it's not okay. Because no. you're you're basically forcing your thing onto people. And it pisses me off. And so I can't remember why I went into this whole thing. No, I don't know. Uh, it was related to what you were saying. But sure. Immigrant people in 1888 were being uh, murdered most foul. Right. I mean, this is America, land of the free. You've got a freaking choice. <laughs> I'm burning uh, foul. Okay. Well, um, Noelle, <laughs> with that. Yeah. What are, what are some final thoughts before we let the people go? I don't know. It's been a weird day. I This is what happens when I've been drinking, like, yes. for 72 hours straight. Yeah. Sorry. There's been some drinking. There's been some banaying. <laughs> <laughs> We've also, uh, Feldman. And by the way, if you have not seen the, uh, uh, the Feldman video. I kind of feel bad for him. Nope. He put out, so he put out, um, so Corey Feldman performed on the Today Show with his his band, Corey's, of ladies, of ladies yeah. that he calls Corey's Angels, and I love that he justifies having them. It's basically him walking around with a harem of sort of hot chicks. They're yeah. not like, they're okay. <laughs> okay, Hugh Hefner. Wow. Like, they're not <laughs> quite good enough to hang out at the Playboy Mansion, so they go hang out at Corey Feldman's sure. mansion. Um, so, sorry, Corey's angels. But he, he justifies it as, like, he's helping these girls who are having some troubled times, and he's giving them a leg up. Now, here's the thing. If that's really the case, no. that's amazing that Bullshit. he's doing it. But I don't believe it at all. 
Um, so he went on the Today Show. I'm sure you've all seen it. If you haven't, you can Google it. And he puts on, like, the weirdest performance you'll ever see. It's awful. It's really sad and bad. And nope, just, not sad. I just kind of feel like this kid... Like, uh, by the way, Noelle, in the spirit of Episode 7, Maxwell Street Police Station and the circumstances <laughs> of the almost 100 years of its uh, existence is sad. Corey Feldman going on the Today Show of his own volition and probably getting paid and bringing those soup, like those women with right. him. Not sad. Bad choice. Bad choice. No, it's, okay. it's more sad. To, it's more sad. <laughs> I just to want me. to make it clear. I'm trying. To, I just told you a story of a guy like carving into into the fucking cell. I love my wife, <laughs> and we're worried about Corey Feldman. No, I think it's sad more that this is when his life like he got molested by Michael Jackson he like yeah he you know was a child performer like weird shit happened to him like he really never got to live a normal life so that's what's sad to me however by the way Corey Feldman I lived a normal life I mean this is this is my one thing that I don't really like or understand about Hollywood celebrities when they start to fucking bitch and moan about how they did not live a normal life um, I grew up in East Central Illinois. <laughs> like, I would trade that to be on Lost Boys. Right. I mean, he got to hang out with, like, Kane Hodder and do... I don't know who that Friday. is. <laughs> Kane Hodder uh, played Jason in a couple Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th movies. Okay, Inside Ball. But uh, what I'm saying is, like, if you didn't think you had a normal life, like, I guess you thought it was okay for me and my high school friends to drive around town because we had nothing better to do. It's just fucking weird. I right. just don't like when people, like, decide what's normal and what's not. I think, well, and that's the thing, and we could really go into the diagnosis of Corey Feldman. <laughs> I was like, I never went to my prom. Well, I did, and it was weird. It was not that great. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, it was fine, but it was, like, not... Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a movie, and yeah. I think these people think right. that life is movies, so they forget that real people just had real lives. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and I don't think, I don't know if he's one of those people that ever said he wanted a real life. I'm just more or less saying, like, he has lived a pretty interesting, I, I mean, I don't even know what the word is for it, but I think that he's Stupid. so, like, delusional yeah. and, like, in his world. And then, like, he, so he put out this Facebook uh, thing after his performance where apparently he was just devastated by the reaction and saying we don't deserve this we were just trying to put ourselves out there and we were really excited about it so that's maybe why i felt a little bad okay he was crying you cried last week and no one fucking but i cried over a very sad story <laughs> okay uh you guys uh ladies and gentlemen we don't want to let go uh we will but we have to because we're trying to be under time right and i so, need to go home yep <laughs> <laughs> So this was episode seven of High Spirits, brought to you by the Maxwell Street Police Station. And uh, I'm Jay Seigman, and this is... Noelle Schmidt. Our sponsors tonight are Gone Away India IPA, IP... Oh, India, Gone Away India Pale Ale and Noelle. Simply Naked. My mom left it here. Yes, perfect. Um, we'll see you next time on episode eight. Noelle. Sweet dreams. Thank y'all.